As soon as the Admiral had left the ship, Bonaparte sent for me and showed me the same paper Lord Keith had communicated to me in the morning. When I had read it, he complained vehemently of his treatment of being sent to St. Helena, saying, The idea of it is a perfect heart to me, to be placed for life on an island within the tropics at an immense distance from any land cut off from all communication with the world, and everything that I hold dear in it? It's worse than Tamerlan's iron cage. I would prefer being delivered up to the Bourbons, among other insults, said he. But that is a mere bagatelle, very secondary consideration. They style me general. They can have no right to call me general. They may as well call me archbishop, for I was head of the church as well as the army. If they do not acknowledge me as emperor, they ought as first consul. They have sent ambassadors to me as such, and your king in his letters styled me brother. Had they confined me in the Tower of London or one of the fortresses in England, though not what I had hoped from the generosity of the English people, I should not have had so much cause of complaint. But to banish me to an island within the tropics, they might as well have signed my death warrant at once as it is impossible a man of my habit of body can live long in such a climate. He then expressed a desire to write another letter to the Prince Regent, and I carried it the same afternoon to Lord Keith, by whom it was immediately forwarded to London. General Savary and Lallemand this day made many appeals to me on the injustice of our government, delivering them up to France, saying they had not a doubt it was intended. Oh, so I accept them from accompanying the emperor, as they were both married men, the Savary, the father of a large family. It was not the wish of either to have gone to St. Helena, but their being expressly accepted and their names appearing in the list of prescribed was but too sure a proof of their intended fate. Savary added, were I to be allowed a fair and impartial trial, I should have nothing to fear, never having accepted a situation under Louis, but at present, when faction runs so high, I should inevitably be sacrificed to the fury of party. Lallemand's case is quite different. He held command under the king and on Napoleon's return from Elba joined him with his troops. Therefore, his situation would at any time be a dangerous one. But I lived in the country all the time. Louis was in France. I did not come forward until Bonaparte's arrival in Paris when he directed me to take command of the gendarmerie. Lallemand said, My reason for coming on board the Bellerophon with Las Casas on the morning of the 14th was to ascertain whether there would be a risk of any of the emperor's followers being delivered up to the French government in the event of their accompanying him to England. When you assured me that there could be no danger of it, I replied, my answer to you was that I was of opinion there could be no risk of the British government taking such a step, and I see no reason now to alter that opinion. As I have received you on board the Bellerophon, I consider you under the protection of the British flag, and myself, in a great measure, responsible for your personal safety, and under the impression I will write on the subject to Lord Melville, as the minister under whose immediate control I act, that your minds may be set at rest, though I repeat, you run no hazard of being sent to France." The same evening before I went to bed, I wrote the letter which follows. My lord, I am induced to address your lordship in consequence of having observed in the intimation delivered to Napoleon Bonaparte of the number of persons allowed to accompany him to the island of St. Helena that the names of Savary and Lallemand are expressly accepted, which together with their being prescribed in the French newspapers, has created in them a belief that it is the intention of His Majesty's government to deliver them up to the King of France. Far be it from me to assume such an idea, but I hope your lordship will make allowance for the feelings of an officer who has nothing so dear to him as his honor. 
and who could not bear that a stain should be affixed to a name he has ever endowed to bear unblemished. These two men, Savary and Lelimon, what their characters or conduct in their own country may be, I know not, threw themselves under the protection of the British flag. Uh, protection was granted them with the sanction of my name. It is true, no conditions were stipulated, but for I acted in the full confidence that their lives would be held sacred, or they should never have put foot in the ship I command without being made acquainted that it was for the purpose of delivering them over to the laws of the country. I again beg leave to repeat to your lordship that I am far from supposing it to be the intention of His Majesty's government to deliver these men over to the laws of their country, but as they are strongly impressed with that belief, and I look upon myself as the cause of their being in their present situation, I most earnestly beg your lordship's influence may be exerted that two men may not be brought to the scaffold who claimed and obtained at my hands the protection of the British flag. Fred L. Maitland.